Monday, May 10th, 2021. If you haven't seen the new website yet, go check it out, www.avididyfit.com. That is where I will be building my online programs in the future as well as an exercise library. But for now, you can get merchandise there like phone cases and coffee mugs. I also have a limited edition Bullet Valentina Shevchenko t-shirt. She is the women's UFC flyweight champion and arguably the greatest mixed martial artist competing right now. It's the first of a four-piece collection called the Mindset Series. So go check that out, avididyfit.com. Getting into today's discussion of breaking social narratives... I have two previous episodes where I find different social media accounts that are pushing certain narratives to a certain group in the community online, and I believe it to be, um, you know, toxic information, really. And so I want to do these every once in a while where I can touch on things that are popular on social media that can be harmful and just share my thoughts and my approach to the type of topics that they talk about and remember that this podcast is meant to open up conversation without invalidating other people as people regardless of how I feel about their opinions I still respect everyone as my fellow humans also remember to reach out if you are feeling low in life talk to your friends and your loved ones, or you can talk to me. Shoot me a message on social media, email me, whatever. Just don't give up. The Avidity Fitness Podcast. So, as I've navigated my health and fitness over the last six to seven years, The social construct of the online world has become increasingly tribalistic. Hashtags have become ideologies and influencers have become recruiters in some sense. What frustrates me the most is the social media experts that seem to spout useless and sometimes harmful rhetoric that almost preys on the very section of the community they are supposed to be helping. Like registered dietitians creating pointless movements like anti-diet culture and intuitive eating. In fact, some of these people are so contradictory, they literally call themselves, quote, anti-diet dietitians. It's like language doesn't even matter to them anymore. Just feelings. That's it. When they post things, it's usually really vague and a lot of times doesn't make much logical sense, but it makes people feel comfortable and it makes them feel good and it makes them feel like they have a community to relate to. They promote their programs by asking Quote, can you imagine healing stress, metabolism, and hormones without becoming frustrated or overwhelmed? Let me, let me say that again. Can you imagine healing stress, metabolism, and hormones without becoming frustrated or overwhelmed? And that's the only way to heal these things. You don't balance stress by becoming 
frustrated and overwhelmed. That obviously facilitates stress. So the question in itself is contradictory, but to someone lost and desperate for answers, it sounds like this program knows something you don't or that it contains magic or something like that. Because to ask somebody if they can imagine getting less stressed and not becoming frustrated, it's like you're playing tricks with their head because that's truly the only way to manage your stress is you know to become more relaxed and less frustrated more satisfied with your routine and and the balance in your life it it feels like gaslighting tactics to me in in a lot of ways they're making you question if finding peace and satisfaction is even attainable without their program they also seem to inferiorize women like a post made about irritable irritable bowel syndrome affects women more because of quote hustle culture and quote diet cycle and they go on to list three ways to help with IBS but none of which are actually helpful stuff like take a few breaths before you eat literally that that was one of the three ways to help women with IBS. They suggest to take a few breaths before you eat. Like, okay, make sure you breathe because, you know, it's kind of important. Or another suggestion was to eat more yogurt, which could actually significantly worsen a lot of people's symptoms. So they're telling women that, you know, they are susceptible to these issues simply because they are women, but then the suggestions that they give to help the women combat these issues are not helpful at all. So, like, what are we really doing here? Who is the victim? Who are we preying on? You know, because you're clearly targeting a certain segment of the population, but then you're you know, you're not giving them anything, any helpful information. You're just targeting them to get the likes and to get the attention. And, um, yeah, it's kind of, it seems like a marketing scheme. And if you start looking at these different accounts and stuff and you start following um, the sub accounts that they're attached to and the people that are doing business with them, you start finding all types of pro- promotional posts about different supplement companies and stuff so if it feels like one big scheme for marketing that's honestly what it feels like and there's no real useful information you know except for breathing they remind you that you should you should definitely breathe so you know so they rally the women and then they tell them essentially nothing um food quality matters more than anything the profile of your diet is very individualized and diet culture really does not exist only your diet which is what you habitually consume there are sections of the community that promote specific ways to eat you know all types of stuff like carnivore veganism um counting macros uh if it fits your macros intuitive eating there's so many different 
fad diets that people on social media cling to and they promote and it's their it's their community it's their hashtag but um ignoring the process of finding what foods are best for your body will cause issues with stress hormones mental function physique all of these things can be negatively affected by a poor diet regardless of how the latest hashtags make you feel so what i'm saying is that the diet culture doesn't matter it just doesn't. Your diet is the most important thing to you. And that's a very individualized concept. What you eat and is best for your body is most likely going to be different from your best friend's diet that is best for their body. So when these social media accounts talk about diet culture, they're talking about specifically people that promote a specific way to eat when they try to put you inside of a box they try to put your nutrition inside of a box which is the complete wrong approach anyways so you shouldn't even be paying attention to that so somebody that's an anti-diet dietitian is compounding useless things to pay attention to you know none of that matters it doesn't matter attacking that segment of the population that promotes different ways of eating that doesn't matter either all that matters is finding the foods that work best for you what causes you issues what gives you inflammation you know you need to cut those types of foods out and eat the ones that don't cause you inflammation the ones that give you good energy the ones that you do enjoy but these people usually promote eating whatever makes you feel good and that's a really subjective term because if you're having issues with your diet as it is, then just eating to feel good may be a confusing concept because it feels good in the moment when you're smashing Oreos because it tastes amazing. It's hyper-stimulating your brain and all the all the serotonin and dopamine is just firing off in your brain artificially and it, it's amazing. It tastes good. Y your, your brain gets all happy, but then how do you feel later that evening? How do you feel in the morning when you wake up? You know, are you ready to attack your goals for the day? Are you feeling energetic? Are, are, are you feeling mental clarity? Or are you feeling bogged down? Are you having weight issues? Are you having energy issues? Are you having me metabolic issues? You know, these are the questions because your diet can affect everything else in your life. So if you're just promoting eat what you feel like eating, that's just such a vague way to help somebody with their nutrition or an attempt to help them and you know you can get into a lot of these posts and they're just ridiculous in my opinion like I won't even say these people's accounts because I don't want to give them any play you know I'm not attacking them I'm not trying to tear them down but I definitely don't want to promote them in any way I just want to go through some of their content and talk about why I think it's you know toxic and in a, in a lot of ways, at least useless, if not toxic. And here's a post by a registered dietitian on Instagram. It says, the greatest nutrition lesson I could ever teach you is this. What we eat impacts the way we feel. Things that make us feel good and happy should be repeated. Things that don't, we can learn from. And she goes on in the in the caption to say it 
truly doesn't need to be complicated. In fact, the complicated nutrition information that is shared is what is likely causing you more stress and further preventing change. Instead, get curious. Become an experiential learner. I think she meant experimental. Become an experimental learner and student of yourself. The food you eat, all of them, impact how you feel. Some eating experiences feel better than others. The ones that make you feel the best repeat often. The ones that leave you feeling a little less than best learn from them, make adjustments, and move on. It can be this simple. So she just gives a bunch of vague information about eat what you want and then and then if it doesn't make you feel good, learn from that. And if it does make you feel good, then repeat that. Um, you know, and she's saying that complicated nutrition information is causing you more stress but this whole entire post is complicated nutrition information because it's not telling you anything it's just saying yeah you know go with how you feel and that can be resourceful if you have control over how you feel already but if you're completely imbalanced and you are lost with your food journey and you're eating the things that you shouldn't be eating, um, not because of what society says, but because of what your body says, it can be really hard to pay attention to these things and and learn from the the bad eating experiences, as she puts. So I think a registered dietitian, in, in my opinion, should be accountable to provide better more in-depth information than just saying um, eat how you feel. And then, you know, another thing that she posts that kind of bothers me is she says, becoming obsessed with fitness looks healthy on the outside, but it was the least healthy I'd ever been and I was effing praised for it. And see, I got problems with this because she's victimizing herself, you know, she said, becoming obsessed with fitness looks healthy on the outside, but it was the least healthy she'd ever been. Well, yeah, because being obsessed with fitness isn't necessarily healthy. You know, it's really not. Being obsessed with any particular thing isn't necessarily healthy. But the fact that she was healthy and she could... I don't know anything about her, but it seems like she implemented a great degree of discipline, which is something that a lot of people strive to be able to do. And they look at people like that and they do praise them. So she's mad that people were praising her for doing something hard that they wish they could do. And that makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. If you are obsessed with fitness, that's on you. If you were praised for it, that's because people see you doing something hard. You know, they don't know that uh, you really don't want to be, you know, doing what you're doing because you said it's the least healthy you'd ever been. And you sound like you definitely aren't happy with the choices you were making back then. So that's on you. Why are you upset with people praising you for doing something that they wish that they could do? You know, not everybody can implement that type of fortitude to get obsessed with fitness and and continue to work hard every single day. You know, even when they're tired, even when their job is getting in the way, it takes 
an admirable amount of mental strength and stuff. So people are obviously going to praise you for that. And, you know, she's she seems to have an issue with that. But it's your fault that you were obsessed with trying to look good. You know, that's not what fitness is. Fitness isn't all about looking good. You know, fitness is everything else. So, you know, it's not anybody else's fault that you were obsessed with trying to impress other people and then you're mad that people were impressed. You know, it's just super contradictory in my opinion. And there's some other posts. Let me just get into a few of these real quick before we, we close up the episode. Um, Here's one. She says, the scariest part in the beginning of a food freedom journey is giving up your rules and having choices to make about the food you eat but that's also the most gratifying part of the food freedom journey during the process so she promotes food freedom which food freedom is feeling in control of the food that you eat instead of the food controlling you it's about the moral taking the morality out of food and recognizing that you are not a good or a bad person based on what's on your plate and, you know, that's just an absurd concept to me anyways, because it doesn't matter what you eat. That doesn't make you a good or bad person. You know, it doesn't. And what you eat is fueling your body and that's it. So it, it makes you somebody that's getting good fuel or bad fuel. But it doesn't what you eat doesn't change your character, doesn't change your personality. You know, it can make you more anxious or depressed and, and stuff like that. But to the core of who you are, what you eat doesn't doesn't define that. So a food freedom journey, to me, it sounds more like a, a like therapy, like a mental health journey. But yeah, yeah, she goes she goes on to to saying when I talk to women interested in our coaching program, I often ask, when is the last time you asked yourself, what do I want to eat? Not within the confines of the rules of your diet, but truly out of all the foods. That you're in the mood for oftentimes they don't remember and I don't believe that for a single second if you ask somebody you know when's the last time you ask yourself what do I want to eat they're they know they know people don't forget that they're not eating the things that they want to eat you know if you're on a really strict diet for whatever reason you don't just automatically forget just oh two months went by and oh I don't remember the last time I thought about you know going out and getting a pizza pizza with my friends, you know, you're always, you're always going to think about these things because they're in your face all the time. Fast foods in your face, gigantic fried food portions at restaurants are always in your face. Grubhub will literally show up to your house and put a sandwich in your mouth. So I, I find it hard to believe that uh, people don't remember thinking about food. It, it just doesn't seem very real in the last post i want to get into i don't know what she's talking about here she's talking about a celebrity that was talking back against the quote-unquote beauty industry she says the beauty the standard of beauty that is driven by a 72 billion dollar diet and weight loss industry is absurd it is not real and it is not obtainable and as the dollars continue to flow into this space and their message gets louder and louder and we see that no one is immune the anti-diet work becomes more and more important every single human has the right to body autonomy meaning you can choose how to manage your own body however best serves you but what i urge you even more now to consider is the concept of quote diet amnesia 
please remind yourself of the diet you've been on, the restriction cycles, not by looking at photos, but remembering how you felt, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everybody is, this is my issue, everybody does have the right to manage their body however, quote unquote, best serves them. But that's not exactly true in a country like America, right? because of the healthcare system we have here. If you're not taking care of your body and you're consistently making yourself sicker and you continually have to rely on medications and the healthcare system here, then everybody's, you know, premiums go up. It's, you know, it's a tax for people that refuse to take care of their bodies. And that's when like my mindset kind of comes in. I don't want to make anybody feel bad for the way that they treat themselves but I, I I believe that information is powerful and to tell somebody that it doesn't matter how you eat as long as you feel good you know that could be promoting some really unhealthy habits um if you want to find optimal health Diet cycles is not how to do it. Thinking back on all the restriction cycles is not how to do it because once you find the foods that your body works best with through an elimination diet and and processes like that, then there is no bad memories. There is no um whatever she's talking about. Having like what I mean, what was she saying right there? Talking about uh, how she felt or how you feel when you sacrifice things on your diet and stuff like that. And, you know, what? It, it comes down to most people just need to sacrifice the processed foods. And, you know, that's it. I don't understand why we have to have these these accounts that cater to feelings and emotions and stuff. Like, if you're eating whole foods that work well for your body then the stress is going to reduce your inflammation is going to reduce uh your your mental clarity will come back you'll have more energy your 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 metabolic resting rate will be increased and you'll be healthier and you'll feel more positive and more articulate throughout the day and so many positive things come from when you focus on the right quality of food and I'm not saying that you should focus on restricting calories, you know, or focus on counting macros because I think all that all that all that is unnecessary. I think doing an elimination diet, cutting out foods for weeks at a time and then reintroducing them to to test your sensitivity and if you are sensitive, then cutting that food out, that doesn't mean you can never have it ever again. That just means keep it out of your consistent diet what you normally eat on a day-to-day basis just leave it out of that and then every once in a while you know recreationally you can you can have that taco or you know that cookie or whatever it might be but uh for the majority of your time you should be eating what your body runs best off of and she you know these registered dietitians, they hint at stuff like that. They kind of say that, but they say a, a, a lot of other, um, you know, they dress it up. They dress it up real good. And, and I don't even know if these people are really helping anybody. You know, they got thousands of followers. But like I said, it, they're all attached to 
five, six, seven different other accounts and they all promote each other and uh, it's just a ring of marketing is is all I really see. So, you know, moving forward with the social breaking social narrative episodes, I just hope to bring some clarity to some of the confusion that's out there. Uh, I hope what the message that I try to get across isn't confusing. All I'm trying to say is find what works best for your body. An elimination diet is usually a very solid process to finding that type of information. Uh, You know, holding yourself accountable to what you're doing, what you're eating, the content that you're ingesting. You know, accountability is everything. Take ownership for the decisions you make in your life. And, uh, you know, hold your hold yourself to a higher standard than most other people hold themselves to. You know, it's really easy to be average. It's really easy to just go with how you feel. But sometimes that's not the the right way. You know, sometimes that's not the most powerful way to to carry yourself. So that that's the only message I want to get across is that you're a lot of times you're way more powerful than you think or even believe and uh we hold ourselves back more times than not so just attack it attack your life attack your nutrition and fitness and and try to just get balanced you know once you get balanced you start to get relaxed more and you fall into a a routine that makes you feel strong and it makes you feel confident and it makes you feel like you are making progress in life and once you get to a spot like that there's really nothing anybody can tell you all right fit fam if you made it this far thank you again for joining me on another episode i think these breaking social narrative episodes could be really powerful for some people especially anyone that's on their health and fitness journey that feels a little confused and lost especially with the sea of information that is on social media so share this with your family and friends especially if you know somebody that could use some information from here and check out the two previous breaking social narrative episodes that i did episode number 33 is the second one that i did and episode number 28 is the first So number 28, number 33, and now number 49. So share them with your friends. I think it can really help somebody. And also, if you would like to support the brand or get merchandise, that's a great way to support the brand. Just go to avidityfit.com. We have the Mindset Series t-shirts there. Well, one of four so far. We have iPhone cases, Samsung cases, coffee mugs, fanny packs, all that stuff. So grab you some gear. Um, My blog is also on the website, so you can see the podcast episodes, like summaries of them. You can share that on your social media or with your friends and family. And also, if you'd like to support the show other ways you could go to anchor.fm slash avidity fitness slash support that is anchor.fm slash avidity slash support 
and you can become a show supporter for as little as 99 cents per month and that's pretty cheap that's cheaper than you know a lot of things right that's only 12 bucks a year and you're supporting a young independent fitness brand that is here to try to change lives so if you if you're rocking with what we're doing here it would be a great way to support us and of course grab the merchandise and be be on the lookout for next week's episode because i will be back love you guys